0: This is When Spirit Calls, and you, on your journey, are in the right place. This show is about magic, miracles, and meaning, shared through stories, interviews, and channeled messages. We have so much to share about who you are and your divine mission here on the earth. Let's get to it. When Spirit Calls is right now. Maria de Luna is an aligned purpose lightworker, always here to help awakened beings to the highest consciousness of themselves by helping them to move away from the blocks and barriers which cause them to stay in imposter syndrome, people-pleasing, and missed connection of their higher calling. She offers many different modalities and programs to help those to truly see themselves. While using her magic, Maria helps you to see the power of your own by guiding in ancient practices passed down to her by her ancestral team and lineage. Please welcome Maria. Oh, hello and welcome back. Here we are again with another wonderful episode of When Spirit Calls. I'm so excited to have our guest on today. Maria DeLuna is here in the house. Hello. Hi, everybody. How's it going? So glad to have you here, Maria, and we're just going to get right into it. Everyone's heard a little bit about your bio, but I would love for you to just share a little bit about your experience, your journey, and what really makes your heart sing now. Oh, gosh, I think
1: everything makes my heart sing now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you go into such a calling of the spirits itself, and spirit really does call you. Everything starts to really awaken and flow inside of you so much that everything, even from the moment you wake up, you're in flow, you're loving life, nothing can derail you from the purpose that you have within yourself. And there's just so much I'm grateful for. And, you know, I know you've seen like, what, almost three years now? Yeah. Almost three years (laughs) And I've really flourished even further by really truly accepting myself and saying, you know what, guys, here I am, an ancestral witch. Hello, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and it catapulted from there, you know, like I consider, I can call myself a light worker, a witch, whatever it is, but really I am just a conduit to spirit. I work with them to help people really move into themselves and. There's just so much that I can truly say about where I'm at, but all it is, is I'm here to give light to the things that have been forgotten, the things that we need to remember so that we can continue to keep moving forward. And yeah, gosh, I could go on.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, no, I just love it. And I'm pulling out from a few things that you said there, because we are meant to be those beacons of light to shine that light so others can see their own truth. And I've been talking a lot about truth lately and what does that mean for me? And what does that mean for you? Your truth is your truth. It is not mine. My truth is my truth and it is my own. And yet we still continue to judge other people for being in whatever truth they're in for themselves. But what we can do, like you said, we can shine our light so that they can see the deeper layers of truth that maybe they don't see yet. Right? Mm -hmm and so, or help them to remember those truths for themselves. You also said something about, you said purpose within us. And I want to speak to that too, because I think many people are struggling with this idea. Well, what is my purpose? That's one of the the big questions that COVID really brought to the surface was, okay, well, what am am I really doing with my life? And what's my purpose? And the truth is purpose is within us, isn't it? It It is not extrinsic right? It's not out there. It's not something that you even have to do. It's just something that you are. (laughs) So true. So
1: true. It's really a big portion of one of the biggest things I always ask all the clients that come to me is, you know, they say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't even know what that means or anything like that. But it's really like, I always ask the simplest questions. Well, what gives you joy? What wakes you up every single morning? What's that drive inside of yourself that helps you to live every day? What is that meaning of life to you? Mm-hmm. That's how, how I see purpose as. Mm-hmm. Because we can change careers, we can change, you know, jobs, we can change yep. husbands, all that stuff. Yep. But until we go inside of our heart and really go in deeper than we've ever gone before all the trauma all of the healing whatever it is that you need to find your purpose that's when you start to really know who you are yeah. in this
0: human life mm. and then everything starts to come through yeah i really do believe our purpose is to build that relationship and that connection with ourselves mm-hmm. right it's a, it's an inside process and then once we do that we radiate that light as we need to so that we can shine that on the world and we can help people in their own transformation and discovery so this is work that you do now maria you didn't just fall into this work i want to hear the story how did you how did spirit call you because you know not everyone wakes up and says i want to be a witch when i get older so (laughs) so what was that process for you
1: So actually, I've always been very spiritual since at the age of three, I've had all my past life come through like a film, actually. So before I get really started, I'll start exactly from that point. I was kidnapped at the age of three, actually, for seven days. And from that time and experience, I had what's called a traumatic spiritual awakening. Now, spiritual awakenings can happen more than once, right? So I had the spiritual awakening, woke up, parents found me. Then suddenly I was telling my dad the story and he said, oh, you've awakened. And so they started guiding me. Then my father died at the age of six. And at that time and point, my mom's world had turned upside down. So she lost her soulmate partner here in this physical realm. And it wasn't always the same. She got sick a lot and stuff like that. I grew up, went into a relationship had another spiritual awakening with a traumatic past partner. And then I moved to Edmonton to help with my mother. And this is where spirit and what I say, spirit was calling. They were really calling me. I was walking my dog. This was just before COVID. I had uh, met a mutual friend of ours, actually, Rosalind Fung, who you know. Um, So I had met her. And I started talking about auras a little bit here and there just to kind of see everybody because I was instructed as a child when we first moved to Canada, not to talk about my spirituality, Mm -hmm. because it was shunned upon in the school that I was in. (sighs) Yeah, so Catholic school. (laughs) Been there. Yeah, we all been there, right? We all been at the Catholic schools, we know. And Everyone has their own beliefs and I get that. So wasn't allowed to speak about it all of my life after my father died, when we came here, and even throughout my relationship with this person before, basically saying, witches are bad. Don't speak about that stuff. People will think you're crazy. And so I always kept it enclosed in myself. I did tarot cards to myself on the side so no one would see, right? I would practice a little bit. And then when that moment I moved to Edmonton, I was walking my dog. And it was January of 2020. I'm walking my dog and suddenly tears are bursting down my face. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, what's up? And I have the ability of clairvoyance in the physical realm. So all my three major grandmothers, I call them my grandmothers. um, So my abuelas, grandmothers, whatever you want to call it showed up in front of me in front of my dog. And my dog was like, Oh, because he can feel, see and sense them too. Of course. And we both stand there and they go, it's time. Mm. And I go time for what to go home. (laughs) 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 And they said, no, it's time for you to open your gifts again to the world. Like you did before. And so they put me through this past life where I had been teaching, showing, guiding people, getting killed for you name it. They showed everything. Wow. And wow. I kept saying, no, no, <laughs> what are you doing? I, my life is good. <laughs> and they were like, no. Nope. So as soon as they called me, everything around me started to fall apart. I'd seen this person at one time and then he wasn't like, he just wasn't the person I wanted in my life and things started to crumble and then COVID hit Mm. and they were like, well, we told you. So time to wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If anyone really knows me here in Edmonton, most people who understand who I am know that my grandmothers have a huge role that plays into my spirituality And they are really the ancient understandings of ourselves. So as I started that journey, I started seeing some of my friends who were spiritual advisors, like giving me some healing and stuff like that. But then I started to really realize that as I was going through this process, that the healing isn't from the outside world. It's not from other people. It's actually from within. And then I had the grief moment come in because my mom passed. And that struck me hard. I went on this journey of saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. But those who really knew me knew were like, you never say you're fine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm So they were my support and my system that I had within myself. And within that time, I just kept moving on and understanding that everything that was on the outside was chaotic for me because I was in chaos within. Mm. And so as I started to really hone in on that and really show up as my true self, as the witch, as the healer, as the light worker, as whatever it is that we call it, I showed up as the woman that I am, to be honest. Mm. And I engaged in these beautiful ceremonies and Collection of women that helped to support me as I was going through my grief. And that's where I have been since. And I continue to grow into every single day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it has been so amazing. Uh, Yes, there are always good and bad days, but I think that's part of understanding that we are human, though.
0: Yes. Yes. So, yeah. You know, okay. Well, I don't even know where to start because that was I know you kind of condensed and summarized that story but like there's so much there. I want to start with just talking about you and the energy of the witch because I want to talk about this. There has been a bad rap given to the word witch. When we think of witch oftentimes there's a negative connotation to it isn't there? You know, yes. we picture green with warts on the face, we picture evil spells and all of that sort of stuff. But In reality, the witches of our history were beautiful, beautiful healers, as you know. Oh, yeah. I'm here to share that with our audience today to let you know that, you know, we've been given this, again, this connotation around what that word means. And we've turned it into something negative when, in fact, it really means healer. It means teacher. It means seeker, truth seeker. And so... Um, really wanting to just invite a shift or a reframe on the word witch and what that means so that we can understand it in a different way and see it as a very loving and beautiful space to be in. So, I wanted to share that first. The other thing that I want to share is in regards to your ancestors, because you know, you talk about your grandmothers, and some of us might say grandmothers, grandfathers, some of us might say spirit guides. You know, there's different ways to express these beings of energy who come in to serve us, to help us to understand. And so we all have them. Everyone has a team. You know (laughs) that everyone has a team. You have a team. I have a team. We all have a team. And so it's a matter of being willing to see the unseen here, isn't it? And you have the gift and you had it from a young age that you could see because you're clairvoyant. That's clear seeing. You had this gift from a very young age. And so you got to witness that in real time. For some people, it shows up with their eyes closed and they see colors and visions in their mind's eye. For others, it actually feels very tangible and very real as well. Mm -hmm. But I want to share about reaching into the energy of our ancestors because someone was talking the other day to me about like clearing the energy of the ancestors and all the contracts and all the limited beliefs and all the bad energy. And I completely agree. We need to like, get rid of all that karma that we think we have and any of those contracts that we're still bound to. And I I have an example with my family. My mom calls them Levasseur lumps and it's <laughs> from her side of the family and they get lumps on their feet, like painful, like lumps yeah. that cause a lot of discomfort. And she goes, oh no, you have the Levasseur lumps. I'm like, stop calling them that. Let's like not take ownership whatsoever using the family name, especially, right? And so it brought to the surface how many of us are really carrying this energy. So I think that energy clearing and that understanding is important from the ancestors. But what I think sometimes we forget to do is receive the wisdom and the knowledge. Thank you.
1: That's what keeps getting missed with all of our ancestors. The wisdom, the knowledge, the remembrance, the practices. That is why they called me here. That is why they woke me up and connect with others who see that so we can join our abilities together and our gifts here and now to help those truly see that there is more than just a trauma and other things in the world, but to really see that the practices and the wisdom that they had was in honor of her, Mother Gaia so that she can continue to provide us with abundance. Mm -hmm. When we continue to gift the honoring with her and to show her our respect, we also continue living. Yes, She's a part of us as much as we are a part of her. Do you ever realize that when you have your heartbeat and you put your hand onto the ground, this is an ancient practice, put your hand on the ground anywhere you're living if anyone's listening to this and put it towards the soil and feel your heart. Do you notice that the beat is exactly the same? Mm-hmm. Because we beat with her. Mm-hmm. We are no different from her. We are her children. She provides us food, nutrients, water, everything. Yeah. And yet we're forgetting about her. Yeah. And so that's why the ancestors are here. And why many of the events and amazing, beautiful things that I have coming along are happening because we're coming back into the remembrance and the wisdom and the knowledge, the ancient knowledge that you can feel that energy and you know, even deep in your soul, as you're awakening and going through things, you're feeling sometimes something's missing it's because you've connected with your ancestors, but you're not seeing the connection as easily as we would like. Mm. And that's because their knowledge is not being taken and given to us in a way that allows us to see earth.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is this whole energy of receiving. So let's just talk about receiving because I think that's a hard thing for a lot of people. I know there's a lot of people pleasers out there listening right now too, who are very empathic and sensitive to energy and they just take care of other people and they just want to make sure everyone else is okay. But there really is this energy as well from our ancestors coming in to say, I've given you gifts. Will you receive them? Will you receive them? And so this receiving from our ancestors, from our previous lifetimes, Mm -hmm. whatever that might be, is such a critical piece, I think, to this phase that we're in, this awakening, this remembrance, if you will. And so I love that you shared that because I think people need to hear that, especially in this time. Can I invite everyone listening to be in a place of receiving? And that could be receiving energy, that could be receiving specific love, that could be receiving money, that could be receiving whatever you want it to be, receiving the messages or the wisdom from your ancestors, but inviting you to come into a place of receiving. What have you been denying yourself of receiving? Mm -hmm. And what can you open yourself up to receiving? So just something to reflect on and think about as well. Now, you kind of slid over this in your story, but I feel like there's people that are listening that are probably saying, what, you were kidnapped? (laughs) So. I want to hold space for your loss as well, because I certainly don't want to overlook that. You lost your dad at a young age, and then you've also lost your mom now at a young age. And those are significant losses. And so I want you to know I wrap you in in love as you move through your processes and connection with them in a different way. But I also know that you believe that they were perfectly and divinely there for you as they needed to be. And So I know that you understand that. But I do want to talk about this kidnapping experience, because I just, I want to just give some people a little context into what that experience was. I mean, you were three. So you might not remember all the details, but most certainly it expedited something for you, just like my near death did when I was five. So I feel Hmm. like you and I probably both at a very young age, had these spiritual awakenings, and we have that in common. But can you tell us about that experience from your remembrance of that time in your life?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it took place originally in Seville, Spain. That's where my father is from. My mother is from Philippines. And we were at Seville, my dad had some business down there, my mom was at a different shop, he was getting ice cream for me and was talking to the gentleman that had the ice cream gelato. Actually, yes, he was course. getting gelato. Yeah. <laughs> right and for some reason, I saw a blue butterfly, and so I let go of his hand and I was strolling away. A man came up behind me and put a white cloth over my mouth and then threw me into a vehicle. I could feel myself thumping, and right. then when I woke up. I woke up in a place that had brick walls painted white and mold coming out from the walls and like seams and stuff. Mm. So from this day on, if there's mold anywhere, I need to leave because I actually start to puke. And it's not because I have still the memory of trauma. It's because my body is still Remembering, right? The sense of smell is so strong for us. Yeah. That even if we don't recall it in our mind, our senses tell us everything. So the smell of mold showed up. And even the gentlemen who were at the time, you know, putting a ransom for me truth be told, my grandfather didn't do very, very good things (laughs) when I was younger. (laughs) He was a bit of a bad boy. (laughs) However, I all I remember is the moment they found me, and in that time, I could still see the reels of my lives coming through. Wow, and here are just my grandmother actually, my grandfather's wife, tell me. And her name was Maria too, actually. Uh, I was named after her. Uh, Tell me, it's okay, mi amor. Mi amor means my love. Yeah, It's okay, mi amor. We have you. We've got you. Don't worry. Mm. And I know because my family is so intuitive that they use their abilities to find me. Yes. And my uncle has always sworn that he used every part of his ability that was taught to him from a very young age to locate me because they made one error they called the house (laughs) for ransom and he said i could instantly hear where you were because your grandmothers were behind you and so he used that ability to find and locate me and i was away for seven days and at this time I was in complete shock because I was in this tiny body because of all my past lives that my father had mentioned and my mother still, when she was alive, would mention to me, you would act as if you were older after we found you, like you weren't really here, but a past life of yourself showed up in your body Mm. and you demanded (laughs) to speak to the head of the house consistently and basically they wrote down a bunch of stuff that I mentioned but I don't remember any of that it was like I had someone take over my past life take over to ensure safety was being done with the family and how to locate us further if things were to happen again now thank goodness for GPS and stuff but (laughs) (laughs) it was honestly some of it was very vague, because it wasn't the details that I needed to remember. That's right. That's what I kept telling myself every single day. Because all I remember, and I still have this teddy bear to this day. All I remember fully the most is when my father came to get me when the police instantly finally grabbed me and took me back and was at the airport. My father and my family flew from Spain, and I was in Morocco. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, I was in a completely different country. So they, they took home. you to Morocco. Yeah, they did. So wow. that's why they had a hard time finding me first, because I wasn't in the same country at the time. Wow. Now, imagine that in the 1990s, it was a lot more different when it came to technology, right? Yeah. There was yeah. no such thing as GPSs. Yeah. We didn't have well, we had cell phones, but they were this yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> they were big,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was very much about using intuition. Yeah. And when we want to go back into that word, witch that you had mentioned, my family practices ancient magic that they work with the land. Hmm. That's what it means to be a healer, a teacher, a yes. guide to us. Work
0: with land, yeah.
1: So they worked with the land. They put on a map. They. Did all the things, whatever it was. And I, you know, I 100% believe them because yeah. every single person said the exact same story to me. Yes. Yeah. So I just recall my teddy bear being given and a connection to my father and me that was very strong since that bear was given wow. to me. And all it is, is just a complete reminder that we are really not alone. Yeah. Even at the darkest yeah. times.
0: Yeah. Right. So, yes. Yeah. I love that beautiful message. And thank you so much for being willing to share that story because I have to say, I had goosebumps the whole time because it's so powerful to me that your family was able to tune in and use their own gifts and be able to find a way to find you. And we're so lucky that they did indeed because now you get to be here and grace us with your beautiful light. But I think that reinforces the idea. That again, we've been given gifts from our families, tremendous, Aww. incredible gifts. And yet, we're so quick to, again, like I said, it's we've got to clear the energy and the trauma. It's like, well, why can't we also receive all of the good stuff? And exactly. so, just really wanting to bring that to the surface that both are important aspects of that connection and relationship with those ancestors. Absolutely. So, so Maria. I just want to kind of start wrapping up a little bit and I want to invite you because I mean, obviously spirit called you so many times in your life, spirit <laughs> called your family. And you know, of course, spirit always calls, right. It's just a matter of whether we're willing to listen, but I want to ask you if you had to give a couple of takeaways to people listening who are on the path and maybe they're struggling and maybe they're feeling frustrated maybe they're carrying a lot of old baggage from of course, ancestral trauma or even their own lifetimes. What are a couple really good tips or tools for people to know that will help them in the process of their remembrance?
1: The quickest ways for me when I started coming back into the ancestral remembrance is finding what magics they left behind. Mm. And that really is you. So creating something like an altar of some sort to honor them Even if there is trauma, here's the thing. I never question what that trauma is because then we start digging into deeper wounds about things that may not need to be open. But more of what magic that they have, what was their greatest gift that they have that they can share that I can know about? Like, Was there a grandmother or grandfather that cooked so well? Did they have an ancient recipe of something of some sort? that was passed down to your family. Those are ancient traditional magics that we forget, mm. right? Or is there, is there a cloth that is with you guys? For example, I believe some people have like these cloths with different types of uh, sewings into them. Every family is completely different. But what is it about you and your family that defines difference? Mm-hmm. That's the magic of the family. Mm -hmm. And that's the connection and the way to align with them is to be aware of that. Because without without the awareness of it, it doesn't
0: show up into our own magic. Yeah, we can't see it without our awareness, right? So what a wonderful invitation. And even I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I need to go into my grandparents and really check in with them and discover a little bit more about their gifts. And interesting, my grandmother had passed quite a few years ago. She gave me the most beautiful gift the other day. My mom had sent uh, the obituary from her funeral. And my uncle had forwarded it to her because it was the anniversary, or it, I think it was her birthday that had come past. And so he'd sent it out to all the family and mom forwarded it to me. And I read it and I just felt her presence. And I kept hearing her say, get to gardening, get to gardening. And gardening was one of her magics. Mm -hmm. And as I sit here, as you bring this to the surface, I'm like, Oh my God, that's the magic from my grandma Ruby, you know? And so interestingly enough, that same day, a friend shares a post with me. She's like, Oh, can you help support this party that I'm putting on? And I look and they're selling gardening gloves and gardening tools. Okay. Like, This is when spirit is calling. Right. And so, of course, I had to buy some and get myself ready for the season. But nonetheless, it was such a beautiful gift from my grandmother. I bought my mom and my sister's gloves, too, so that they can get ready as well and carry on the magic of the family. So that's right. Yeah. So I love that. And I love that I have an example to really tie that in, because I think that people listening are probably like, well, what's the magic? What's the magic? And we don't have to really look as far as we think, maybe. Right. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. some of the things are right there for us. We just have to be willing to open the door and have a peek. Right. And so I thank you for that, because I think that's a powerful invitation and one that's very, very helpful.
1: Oh, no problem at all. The knowledge I give isn't, you know, it's for everyone to understand. Our ancestors only want us to connect, right? Yeah, yeah. We connect and connect with life. And when we yeah. connect with life, we connect within ourselves. Absolutely. And now you're going to be gardening.
0: <laughs> right? Yes, indeed. Yes. Thank <laughs> you for that. Anything else that you would like to share in terms of value or anything else that you're feeling compelled to express before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is something that's coming from all ancestors all over the around the world and a lot of it is is to stay very very connected and be in yourself, and by doing so, accepting the inner child inside of you. And when I say accepting, it's not looking at the traumas, not looking at the wounds, not looking at what's making her happy, but really connecting with her. And so, what they're telling me to do is to showcase to you all something very simple and very easy. Imagine yourself sitting on a white room full. And just full of white. And imagine three doors in front of you, the left, the middle, or the right. Whatever color the door is, that is the door of your inner child. And have her come out, whatever age she is. And whatever she's wearing, you describe that into yourself. And take yourself time to rewind back and forth into this, whatever's needed. And connect with her. How does she feel? Does she feel happy? Does she feel like you guys need a lot more play? Have her come to you and embrace each other into a hug. Now, ask her this. What does she want to do today? And then take yourself up and walk through one of those doors, left, middle, or right. The future is bright in any of them. And when you come out, write down exactly what you have told her that you would do. This is the connection to your ancestors Mm. her, him, whatever it is, that
0: is a truth of the ancestral connection. Your inner child. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? So the inner child is that connector piece. So another way for us to connect with our ancestors is to do the inner child work. How fun is that?
1: It is all just about having fun too. If she wants to go outside and play,
0: she wants to sleep. You let her sleep. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's very interesting. You just said play because I did a quick visualization as you were walking us through that. And of course, it was my two-year-old self who had just fallen down the stairs and I broke my face. I literally, I broke my nose at two. My whole face was black and blue. And, you know, I kind of wrapped my arms around her and hugged her. And I kept hearing her say, run, one crash, run, run, crash. And this has been kind of the cycle, you know, I'm go, go, go hit the wall, go, go, go hit the wall. Right. So that has been a cyclical pattern for me. And then when you said, what do you want to do? She said, play. Uh And so that's just a wonderful message for me now to go and do some playing for the rest of the day and use that as the way to connect my ancestors as well. Really amazing insight, Maria. I've had so much fun with you today. I got to be honest, I kind of don't want it to be over here because. I feel like we're just kind of getting to the surface, but you know, we've provided some really awesome tools, I think for our listeners today, I hope you all take advantage of leaning in to the energy of your ancestors. So Maria, if people are feeling like they need some support in this area, or they want some help moving forward in this process in connection, how can they find you and reach out to you?
1: Very easily, you can find me on Instagram, Unleash Your Wild Goddess, or my Facebook page, which is Maria Deluna. You can't miss me. My face is on it. (laughs) And also Quantum Magic School Facebook group. This is where I really embody and show up all parts, not just with ancestors, but everything within you. I help people unleash their quantum magic. I love it. We also have events all over Edmonton. We'll be having one in Drumheller, July 29th to the 31st uh, Mm here at 2022. But, you know, that comes in as well, too. There's many events happening. I have my own started company with another ancestral team person as well, too. His name is Mm -hmm. Gary Merck. We are really bringing everybody
0: back to their ancestral remembrance. And the company is called Roots. Oh, perfect. Well, you know, you are both doing incredible work. And I think now is the time as we remember who we are and our ancestors are most certainly reaching out to us and sharing in that beautiful path that we are on. So thank you so much for standing in your truth, Maria, and for listening when spirit has called you. And uh, so grateful to have had you on the show. And thank you for being here today.
1: Thank you. I had so much fun. And it's always so
0: good to see you. So great to see you as well. Farewell, everyone. Hope to see you again next time on When Spirit Calls. Bye for now. So happy you could join us today. And we hope that you found comfort and inspiration with wherever you are at right now. If you feel you received a gift in today's message, please pass that gift along to a loved one by sharing this episode with them. To continue this conversation, please join me at rosehope.ca, and when you do, be sure to access your free gift by signing up for the When Spirit Calls newsletter. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon.